listening to This Week in E-Commerce, Episode 8, Pokemon Go in Retail and E-Commerce, Amazon's Prime Day 2016, and Sephora's Pocket Contour Class, recorded on July 17th, 2016. Hi Alex, how are you? Back from New York. Yeah, hi Kai, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> uh, thank you, um, I'm fine. Nice day, nice weather today, and a lot of people running around the streets uh, also here in Germany and also in Hanover, Germany. Uh, it's quite crazy. So I guess the, the, the cr most crazy topic of uh, yeah, actually last week um, here in Germany and last two weeks in, in uh, yeah, also US, uh, Australia and New Zealand was Pokemon Go. So you were in New York last week, Alex. So did you see people running around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact. So um, it's, it's quite crazy as you said these days. Uh, I think there was not ever a single native app that got that, that fast uh, traction through, um, yeah, through all the people installing it and playing it in the, in the history. So it's, it's amazing to see what, uh, what these mobile platforms have enabled us to, to do. And uh, yeah, I think in our very first episode of uh, This Week in E-Commerce, we actually talked about uh, virtual reality and also a little bit um, yeah, about argumented reality, right? So, um, and one of the components of Pokemon Go is basically that they um, have an argument reality bit to it and link that to a map which uh, which you need to basically use, which is a real life, life map which you need to follow to find places where you can take certain actions in the game. And um, yeah, so I was talking to some people in, in New York this week and um, they were actually say, telling me, yeah, that's really, really funny because now you suddenly see all those kids out on the streets that just uh, <laughs> sit on their couch and play console games uh, or computer <laughs> games before. So it's it's really moving the nation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I must admit, um, uh, when it came out here in, in Germany, um, I, I absolutely downloaded the first day um, in the morning and also started to play to, to, get, a, to get a grip on it and, and, and to get an idea how, how it works. Um, and it was actually quite fun to, to play in the very beginning. Um, but after a while, you, you learn that you really have to be outside. So this is, this is on, on one side, this is really uh, kind of amazing because also here, all the people are running around in the evening. So after, over the weekend, you just see people with their phone in their hands and the power pack <laughs> attached because obviously it drains a lot of uh, you know battery but um, really everybody's playing this stuff here and and they're running around and and um, collecting these uh, things you can collect at these poke stops how how these um, yeah um, locations are called where you can actually collect stuff and they are hunting down the pokemons um, and a lot of my friends also play it's 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 nice to see that people go out on the street and the app can push them to do so um yeah and, and th this is why a lot of people start to go uh, also a little bit crazy about the possibilities of pokemon for retail and e-commerce so what what do you think about this yeah so um yeah maybe to give a little bit of context there so it seems that people try to um, get people to go into their retail locations by uh, by advertising those uh, pocket stops um, where you can collect uh, items and um, uh, I think you know a little bit better than I do, but um, basically I think right now you cannot um, control those locations, but you might be able to do that in the future and invest mm -hmm. in basically 
um, yeah, um, having Pokemons uh, show up at some of those artificial locations <laughs> that uh, then are called Pokeshops. So people in, in, in retail, they were, they were already putting signs, uh, signs outside of their stores and sell something like uh, go in, uh, come into a Pokestop and um, it's one inside and you can basically collect those items. <laughs> I guess those might have been locations that were lucky that the, um, um, by just by accident, one of those Poké Stops was already um, close yeah. to their location. But um, yeah, people think in the future this could could basically be a thing. And um, yeah, so maybe it's not only limited uh, to Pokémon, right? So um, when we think about argumented uh, reality, um, maybe we will find more and more games or other contexts, even commerce contexts, that will basically drive uh, food traffic into, mm -hmm. into stores. And I think it's an interesting... Um, thought in that direction mm, yeah absolutely um i mean it's it's nice really to see this uh, and and you're right kind of at the moment because this was one of the things when i you know had like my second level in the game um <clears throat> i was also asking myself can i can i set up a a, a pocket stop somewhere because around uh, the location where i live there's basically nothing so from my uh, <laughs> from my living room i cannot really play the game um which is kind of sad so i i visited the niantic web website and and um filled out the contact form to to ask them for and at the moment they are not um, putting up new um, new pocket stops and if you ask yourself where these pocket stops can come from because if, if you can just open up the app in like every bigger city and you have like tons of these stops and arenas where you can fight against other players um, that's pretty simple Niantic is a, for, for some background here Niantic was founded in 2010 at Google um, and it was a Google startup, so kind of a Google uh, in-store, in-Google startup, and just became um, an, its own company in 2015. And uh, while they were in, in Google, they were uh, producing other uh, massive multiplayer online games. And one of the famous is Ingress. And Ingress was also like about fighting, like you, could, you had like two coalitions that fighted against each other, and you went out on the streets and you had to... Um, to grab um, yeah these locations and then fight for these locations and the interesting thing is so um, Niantic has obviously um, uh, yeah massive background in developing these games and uh, because also Ingress has t tons and thousands of, of people playing it still um, and they just yeah took over the pocket stops uh, from Ingress so um, if you played Ingress before you will find a lot of these uh, yeah, locations you had there uh, also in, in Pokemon and at the moment it's not really possible to, um, to to grab a location or create one something like this but um, yeah as the discussion goes on the web people think that this could be a mighty um, mighty lever for the company to get in uh, additional money because uh, maybe you can sell these locations and um, yeah, and, and get in money for just uh, advertising there and stuff like this. But um, that yeah, makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, still, I mean, there was a, <laughs> there was quite a funny pizza bar because as it always is, if you play the stuff and you're smart enough, you can also just like hack the system a little bit. And if you play up kind of some levels, you have something that's called a lure module. Lure module is something you put it out and it it makes the magic dust. And Pokemons are attracted by this magic dust and come to the location where the lure module is. So you can just, you know, um, yeah, hunt a lot of Pokemons there. And the funny thing is, one pizza bar, they just yeah put out these lure modules 
and a lot of people just came into the pizza bar uh, because obviously when you're running around on the street you get hungry at some point and they had like 75 percent more turnover over the weekend <laughs> <laughs> okay great so so they basically already used a little bit the the yeah the tricks of the game to attract uh, to attract people and they make that happen already <laughs> that's nice yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and uh, i also think the what is what's quite amazing is that I think just by releasing this game in one week uh, or 10 days now, the Nintendo stock has uh, doubled, right? So it uh, mm -hmm. went up from like $18 to it's, it's about $33 right now, um, right now. So which is which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, made, it made a huge jump. You should look, uh, look up the graph on, on some of the websites where you can see it. It just looks amazing. Um, I guess every every stock company wished for having uh, a jump like this. Yeah, because everybody was saying like they didn't, uh, they just you know, they 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 were too late to mobile and they really kind of lost the mm -hmm. game for for gamers. Uh, and then now out of, of of nothing, they just kind of revolutionized the way we game and uh, people game. And uh, I think they did a did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and the adoption numbers are, are really, really kind of amazing. So after the first week, uh, one website says in the US there are already 65 million users uh, after the first launch week. And I guess it goes on in, in, in Germany as well. So um, what this means basically is that, <laughs> funnily enough, um, Pokemon Go within one week managed to um, actually get more daily usage than WhatsApp. Uh, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook Messenger. <laughs> and um, actually, if if you see the trend and if it if it just uh, holds on and the weather stays good as it is at the moment, um, I guess Twitter will be the next one to be passed. And this is, I mean, this is quite crazy. If you, th I mean, if you have told me like three weeks ago there will be an app that surpasses Twitter on daily usage, I would have. Yeah, called the doctor to um, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, say look, especially this guy's by insane. yeah, especially by only being released right uh, yeah. just a few weeks before. So it's 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 really amazing. But I guess it again shows like um, and well, we talk about it in the e-commerce context, but it shows like it's it's really everything about adoption and usage. So uh, you can have like the most beautiful e-commerce app, I guess, and if it's just not delivering any value, then um, people won't use it. And here we have a game that's <laughs> just being used by everyone. And now, obviously, where people go the other way around, how can I use that to benefit my retail or my e-commerce? Yeah. And I guess that is also a good approach for, for native apps. Mm. So um, what would be really interesting to see is um, how the um, players evolve or how the, how the group of players evolve. Because obviously, if you have something like this, I mean, it's, it's fun to to just you know, you know grab your phone, uh, grab some friends, go out on the streets, hunt for Pokemons, etc., etc. But this wears off after a couple of days or weeks. Um, so it would be interesting to see um, how many people stick to it and um, um, who, who will be the target group then of, of this. Because for, for myself, I found out I'm not really the target group because yeah, I, I don't have that much time to actually go out because you have to be out on the streets. If you just sit down in your living room and wait for Pokemons coming by, this is going to be a very boring evening. But if you go around on the streets, they just jump on you, kind of. Um, so you have to be active. Um, so this is why, why all the retailers are, are quite crazy about it. And uh, what's also amazing is that the feature set of, of the app actually 
at the moment is quite limited or so I mean you you hunt these little thingies you can just you know develop them a little bit and you can go to these arenas and and fight against other players Pokemons so this is basically what it is at the moment um, so I guess there's a lot of room for for further development and improvements and we would see if Niantic uh, gets gets the players to get hooked on on the app for a long time because then it will be very interesting uh, what you can do out of it and, and there can be a whole like ecosystem for retailers and e-commerce um, to be developed um, within this app or in the context of this app. Yeah, I think the, the argumented reality topic is hopefully people are now inspired by that example and will try out a little bit more. I guess there are many contexts where you can where you can use it better, right? So um, where you can kind of combine your position where you are, the camera image and uh, then embed maybe some kind of games or maybe challenges for sports apps, uh, you know, running apps or something like that. I haven't seen a lot uh, uh, done in that direction. Uh, and let's see what what will what will come out of it. Maybe even some some retail e-commerce apps that that try to take advantage of of the technology. But um, let's let's keep an eye on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's at least interesting. And uh, the good thing is, um, I have good sources here because I have a lot of people around me who play it. So <laughs> I will ask them from time to time. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, we will come back to augmented reality a little bit later um, today in this episode. Um, but yeah, for, from this uh, real virtual stuff like Pokemon's hunting, um, let's go over to like hunting physical goods. <laughs> so last uh, last week was Amazon's Prime Day 2016, and if I'm not mistaken, it was a second Prime Day they they did, and Prime by now reaches about 45 to 50 million users worldwide. So that's a bit unclear at the moment. And yeah, the Prime Day is actually a day where um, they have special offers only for Prime members. Um, that means you have to be an active Prime member or you can, in, in the country where you live, if you haven't been before, you can sign up for a 30-day test um, period and then you also get access to these orders. And yeah, there were tons of, of orders, uh, of, of stuff on the website, uh, tons of offers. Uh, was really kind of amazing. So did you did you notice anything of the Prime Day in, in, in New York over? Yeah, so uh, I have to say I was a little bit busy on that day, so I didn't really have a chance to, to, to look that much. But uh, yeah, obviously it was advertised and um, people were using it and um, checking the deals, uh, especially obviously on, on, on their apps. So I think this is maybe also an interesting topic. Um, that um, basically the the I think the orders were up that was reported right so more than 60% worldwide and 50% in the US um, compared to the last Prime Day um, and um, but what people said is like the web traffic was only up about like 13% compared to um, a normal uh, Amazon day mm -hmm. and um, yeah, this might, might be also the result of uh, a big shift towards other applications you can use to place Amazon orders. And um, I think that was maybe something that, that I found most interesting, that um, the obviously the apps and the other devices. Uh, last last episode, um, we talked about the, um, the Echo. Um, so probably there were not that many <laughs> orders uh, originated from the Echo um, on that day. However, it's, it's already one of the other components of the ecosystem of Amazon that you can use to place orders. So I think 
Um, on those days, you, you have the loyal heavy users, which are the prime members, and um, it's, it's indicating where, where kind of those people placing their orders and how they use uh, e-commerce these days. And this is obviously a, a lot driven by, um, not anymore by the browser, but driven by, by, by the new channels like the apps. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was quite interesting to see. And uh, actually, it, it was quite smart what Amazon did because they also on the front line, they placed their own products for sure, right? So uh, they had tons of sales over the uh, Fire TV stick, uh, which also has capabilities of Echo in, in the US, as we talked about in, in further episodes. They, um, they had a, price, a good pricing on the Echo, which sold over two and a half times more than, than the last sale. So they push massively uh, in their own ecosystem to, 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 to get their users hooked more on, the, on connecting in other channels, right? So mm. not only over the app, over the website, but over, over devices as well. So this is uh, quite a smart move here, um, I think. And um, yeah, what, what, what's really, really interesting also is, um, you know, like, like they, they are rolling out like everything everywhere, kind of. And uh, by now there was a side note in one, one blog post, uh, which we again link on, on, the, uh, on the recording blog post um, to this episode. That is Prime now um, has now a reach of 11% um, of the US population, which is also quite amazing if you think about it. They just started um, kind of last year um, in, in Manhattan in a very small test area. And now they are already at 11%. I mean, this sneaked up kind of. <laughs> I didn't really uh, yeah, yeah, get it in the news, but um, it's a really, really huge number, right? Um, yeah, yeah it's, I think it's, it's also because obviously a lot of the population lives in, in the big cities. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is why I've also seen it with other on-demand or last-mile delivery services that they quite quickly get to about 80% coverage of, um, of the population uh, once they, they cover the big US cities. So I guess that's also what happened to, to Prime Now. And um, so there you can see that they basically cover like most of the important areas. Yeah, um, this is uh, this is absolutely true. Yeah, uh, so um, yeah, so Amazon's Prime Day. I mean, uh, I was I must admit I, I was able to shop a little bit because I had some time um, to do some shopping. I mean, it's it's quite interesting of of how this experience compares to your uh, normal shopping because usually you know you're you're looking for something uh, in most of the cases. With Prime Day, it's like you have like this, uh, yeah, like this offers, um, and you're just browsing the site. Um, and I, I imagine that people could browse the site for hours uh, to getting the best offers out of it. Um, and I mean, you just can sort by category and stuff. And um, it's 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 really, um, yeah, another way of uh, of of shopping again. I mean, it re reminds you a little bit of how you shopped in the very early days when you when you went out into the city center um, to go to a shopping mall or something where you were just browsing through the the topics or the shops or whatever to find something uh, and you were looking for inspiration it's kind of like this um, so but in the end I, I just ended up with some pretty normal stuff to be honest so kind of a memory card and and and, and, a, and a toy for my daughter and stuff like this so nothing really special so um, yeah, I, I think when you when you are as a, as a as a as a consumer are waiting for like I, I want to have a new TV set or I want to new, have new headphones or a new laptop or whatever. I guess it's it's quite nice idea to wait for Prime Day if it's if it's coming along. 
Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if, if this is just for, you know, oh, I need a new laptop now, so I buy it. <laughs> so it's, it's quite of so, somehow quite crazy, I, I, I find my for myself. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was also um, reading that obviously other retailers um, and other, um, other brands obviously don't promote <laughs> the prime day or yeah. the day as a day where you can get special offers. So maybe even though Amazon has a good reach, they, it's, it's obviously limited to, I guess, limited to their users and their prime users then. So it's kind of a little bit, um, um, yeah, for e-commerce world is exciting, but um, I, I guess like if you talk to most people, not, not everybody will have noticed it um, because <laughs> it's obviously not promoted um, by any other brands or retailers and they don't want, they don't have an interest in making this kind of a, uh, a special uh, kind of shopping day. Yeah, absolutely. No, if, if you're not a Prime member, I, I think you don't get it. But if you're a Prime member, you're penetrated with advertising a lot <laughs> before the days. They're doing kind of a countdown, uh, like I guess seven days before you get like emails and, and everything. So you, yeah. you, you can't actually miss it if you are a Prime <laughs> member. Um, okay, but so um, then again, let's let's come back to um, to augmented reality because you, you were in, in New York and... Um, yeah, let's hear about this because you were at a nice event and saw something interesting. I yeah, think. that's right. Yeah, so I I went to the um, L2 Digital Leadership Academy on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So L2 is this research comp uh, research company, a little bit challenging um, the the Gartner and Foresters uh, in the U.S. with uh, with more data driven kind of anal um, analysis um, in the direction of uh, brands and retailers. So they have kind of IQ rankings, which they give out for digital IQ and the brands always try to rank high. Um, and um, the basically those um, events they do, they are quite interesting because they usually have a lot of insights. And But there was one example, which I didn't uh, see before. And uh, that, is, that is from Sephora. And Sephora, I think they are well known for being quite innovative, may it be in-store um, or may it be with their mobile apps. So they develop everything in-house. Um, and uh, have, have a good team there so very innovative and something that not many retailers can do or brands can do and um, you might have come across I think it was like two years from now um, there were some apps um, yeah like like L'Oreal makeup genius or something like that mm -hmm. where you could basically put makeup on your face and then try out if the color would fit you and then afterwards you could order the items and they went like one step further now with uh, with a so-called uh, Pocket Contour class, which is an app and it's only available as a mobile experience, where it will actually uh, kind of analyze your face and let you not even uh, not only let you know which kind of products you should use, but also where you should use them in the fa in, uh, on your face to actually get the kind of effect that you wish. And I was quite amazed by that because. Um, again, it's a, we had a little bit the discussion earlier of this podcast where, that you need to deliver uh, additional value when you create a native app. So if you just have the web experience and just have the catalog, put that in a native app, there's not really an advantage for users of downloading it and sticking with it. But here, this is again, I think a great advantage um, for users to download the app, use it, and they actually get something out of it, which is kind of good advice, and then they can try it out. And this isn't something that is just not 
possible if you wouldn't have this uh, smartphone supercomputer uh, which can basically uh, photograph your face or, or live video your face and then tell you where and how to perform those kind of um, yeah, contour uh, or, or makeup on your face. So I was, I was quite amazed by that, I have to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that looks quite nice. And if, if, I, do, if I do get it right, they have, they have it as a, a, actually in, um, as a web app, right? So it's it's not uh, it's not an uh, it's not an app, but also a web app. So a new browser of the smartphone, right? Um, I have to say that I didn't uh, didn't try it out on the on the web, so I only know about native app. Oh, but um, okay. yeah, um, but cool. but it, but it, it might be that they that they basically also created a web experience. That would be even more amazing. Amazing. I haven't seen it to be honest uh, on the on the mobile web because you obviously would have to do then on the fly uh, right from the browser, mm -hmm. which which is I think something that might be. Uh, you might need a native app uh, for to get the power of the application to do that, but I, I can uh, I will give it a second look. Um, I, I found it basically a good use case, and again I think this is something in e-commerce like brands and retailers have to do. They have to find kind of additional use cases for their native apps. If it's just a shop um, and just a catalog, uh, nobody will be excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's absolutely a nice nice case of of thinking in the right direction to to giving this added value and and to to. Yeah, and absolutely too. I mean, this is something where Sephora is not, I guess, not really focusing on the sale, but on more on the customer um, service kind of, right? Because, I mean, you can use this stuff and you can also shop this stuff at, at another store, but you don't have to do it with Sephora. And so it, it's really not this absolutely sales driven, but it's this give the customer a tool and he will love you for that and therefore he will buy, buy with you, right? So yeah. uh, this is, uh, I think this is the right direction. I love it. So that's a nice idea. No, it definitely is. Yeah. So I think it's it's a it's a really nice example of how how you can do it and how you can um, basically deliver an added value. Cool. Gotta ask my wife to try that because I just saw they ship to Germany as well now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then uh, let's wrap it up for today. Um, Thank you all for listening uh, to today's episode. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at TheEcomWeek and uh, also our website uh, where you can find all links um, to the stuff we've spoken about. It's uh, thisweekinecommerce.com. So thank you very much, Alex. And thank you very much for listening and have a nice day. Yeah, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>